Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast from another author Tuesday with another author Alan Scott. He's written a number of children's books called Those Kids Next Door. So it was a great, great talking to Alan tonight about the books that he's written and all around his writing structure and all that, um, everything to do with that. So thanks a million Alan for coming into the podcast tonight and um once again, thanks a minute to all the listeners. Enjoy the, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Thank you. Yeah. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for another Authors Tuesday. Uh, today I'm delighted to be joined by another great guest, Alan Scott from the UK. Um, he's, he's a children's author um, as well as a musician, he was telling me. So um, you're very welcome along today, Alan. Thanks a lot for joining me. It's, it's my pleasure. Thanks for uh, asking me to talk to you. Yeah, no, great, great stuff. Uh, we might just start the podcast off. If you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, the books you've written. You sent me your children's book that looks really, really cool, like your, your, your blob about the book. So do you want to just uh, tell the listeners, please? Yeah, uh, briefly, um, I was a school teacher most of my uh, life and um, a maths teacher. So the last thing on my mind was writing stories. Okay, that was the last thing on my mind. Um, But I took um, early retirement and then found I got time on my hands and looked around for things to do. So I did a little bit of uh, supply teaching, which was great because that got me back in with the kids. Um, but I found myself writing uh, quite by accident, little things that, um, that I'd done that at school, at home, that my grandsons were doing daily, little scrapes that they would get into. And then I would read them back to the boys at bedtime when they stayed with us. And uh, they seemed to enjoy the little stories and scrapes about themselves. I gave them new names. So um, my grandson, Barney, uh, he became Sylvester uh, after Sylvester Stallone. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the little one um, whose name is Franklin became uh, Tyrone after Tyrone in um, Coronation Street. Because oh, loves yeah. Coronation Street. So yeah. that's where the names came from. And, and they just loved hearing me repeat some of the escapades that they did during the day when they were with us, weekends and holidays. Um, and then my daughter said, you know, why don't you just put all that together in a book? And I went, oh, get away with you. You know, I, I'm not an author. Uh, the last yeah. thing I felt like was being an author. Um, but slowly and surely, with more and more adding up, um, the book got thicker. The ideas got thicker. So I thought, well, you know, why not try it? So I decided to um, send some of it um, to some publishers and a bit like JK Rowling, uh, not quite in her league, of course, but uh, I was turned down by about 55 publishing houses to start with. And then one publisher said, I like your stories. Uh, can Can we talk about them? And that was it. Um, I still didn't feel like an author at that stage, Mark, got to be honest. Um, so uh, I hadn't had the book published at that stage and uh, the uh, the publisher gave me loads of help to improve it, edit, 
the, uh, the stories, make them a bit more fascinating, funny, uh, a bit more descriptive. Uh, the publisher, Sean, was um, amazing. So that's yeah. really how it started with me taking up the, um, I suppose, the drum that my daughter and family had said, go on, see if you can get them published. And that was it. Yeah. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That's a great story. Like, it just, it kind of is interesting what you're saying there. Like, you know, the more you try these places, you know, like, um, you know, not to give up, you know, just keep selling to the different publishers with, with that, you know? Yes. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Yeah, you have to stick at it. Because mm. in, in most cases, in my experience, the publishers don't have time to give the work that you send to them its full credit. They're too busy. Yeah. They're probably getting 60 or 80 a day. Yeah, so yeah. you just got to keep going at them and saying, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? Have you read it? And just keep going until eventually somebody says, okay, white flag, yeah, white flag. Uh, I'll yeah, read it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> great stuff. You know, that, that's great news for you. I'm delighted for you that's worked out like that. And uh, what's the name of your book, your books that you've you, you, you have out there, Alan? Um, I, I know you sent me the, the first one there, but how many have you got and what's the name of the books? I've actually got um, three online at the moment and they're yeah. called Those Kids Next Door. Can, can you see? Can you yeah. see that? It's not in yeah, reverse. Those Kids Next Door, it's a series yeah. of four books uh, yeah. and it's about a family of five children and their ma and uh, there's no dad. At the start of the story, we don't know why there's no dad in yeah. there to keep the kids under control, I suppose, if you like. Um, yeah. And all of the books are called Those Kids Next Door with a separate mm. title. So the first one I wrote um, was The Battle Begins. So Those Kids Next right. Door, The Battle yeah. Begins. And the next one was called Over the Top. And I'm now working on the third book. I haven't got a title for that yet. I'm waiting to see something leaps out at me uh, yeah. when it's kind of almost complete. Mm, yeah, they, they sound brilliant. Like, yeah, they sound, <clears throat> especially the first one. You, I read a little bit what you sent me, the blurb you sent me. Uh, like, um, they're always getting into trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 The two boys are, the, are really the ones who cause most of the problems because yeah. they're like, um, I've called them trouble magnets. Whatever they do, wherever they yeah. go, something goes wrong with them. Um, mm. And it's quite accidental. It's quite accidental. Yeah. You know, they, they offered to help Mr. Begley uh, carry his shopping in from the boot of his car. And yeah. in the boot of his car is a tin of paint. So yeah. they, they argue over who's going to carry this paint. And they have a little fight. And, of course, the paint goes up in the air, all over the car, all over the pavement all over Mr. Begley's feet, uh, a pure accident, an yeah. pure accident. But that's what they do. They find trouble without even looking for it. Even when they're trying to help someone, it all yeah. goes, it all goes wrong. Yeah, it sounds absolutely brilliant. Like, I, I think I'll be getting a copy myself because like, uh, my own kids have got a great laugh over that as well. Um, where can people get your book, Alan, as well? I know is it on, uh, it's, you say it's on, they're online, your books, yeah? Yeah, they are. They're, they're on Amazon, um, yeah. but also they're on my own website, which is Brilliant. obviously those kids 
nextdoor.com. Mm. Thosekidsnextdoor.com. Yeah. So if they go to my website, um, mm. they can see all the books there um, and order from there. Um, just a, a little aside here. This, this was my first book and I wrote it and we had it published and you can yeah. see how thick it is, okay? Mm. And then I wrote my second book. Yeah. Okay, over the top. And mm. if I can show you that, you can see the difference in the thickness there. Yeah. And the reason for that, Mark, was because when I wrote this first one, I was mm. a beginner. I didn't even feel as though I was an author. Yeah, and I was yeah. learning the tricks of the trade from mm. the publisher. And yeah. I, I was quite embarrassed. I said, well, you know, look, this is so thin. And this one's so thick. It's a bit embarrassing. I need yeah. to make the first book bigger and better. So mm. that's exactly what I did. I took the first book and I wrote yeah. an extra seven chapters and a new ending. And that's the first book now, which is about the same thickness as the second book. So I now feel that I'm a proper author. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah, and I, and I hope they're, they're doing really well for you um, as well, Alan. I hope they're, it's, mm. it's working out pretty really well for you, you know? It does. Um, I go I go into schools as well because having been a school teacher, yeah, um, it's it's easy for me to go into schools and feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, and I help children with at writing stories, getting the best right. out of their ideas, that kind of thing. And of course, mm -hmm. when I'm in school as well, um, the obvious question is, can I buy one of your books? You know, mm -hmm. um, and the answer is yes. And when we go into schools. I always give special discounts for those children in that school. Right. Nice, yeah. So yeah. that's that's a nice way of giving it back a little bit to you know to the schools. And the schools always get a copy of the books for their school library. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I enjoy going into schools. I enjoy meeting the children and uh, signing books. And yeah, mm. so it's um it's, I wouldn't say I've reached uh, David Williams levels or J.K. Rowling levels yet yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but um, yeah. we're doing all right. We're selling books. That's it. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, and like you say, <clears throat> it's good to to give something back as well. Like that, that's great. You know, to be able to do that for the skills as well. Like, so well done with that, Alan. You know, brilliant. Yeah. And how did you find um, with COVID? Uh, did you find um, having the ideas a bit uh, more difficult or how did you find um, writing, writing through COVID? That's a, that's a great question that because, um, <coughs> excuse me, I, I carried on writing, um, but my grandson who was trying to become a, a videographer at the age of about 11 uh, mm. said, why don't you read some of your stories um, yeah. and I'll video you and we'll put them online. And I said, well, that's not a bad idea. That seems quite good. We can put them online on YouTube and so on and so right. forth. Um, but he said, well, why don't you write something about COVID now? So I wrote a very short story uh, mm -hmm. about two weeks into lockdown. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it was all about the family being in lockdown 
themselves and Ma trying to cope with these five children. One, the youngest is 17 months, little baby, and the oldest are the two twins who are 11. Okay, so um, with the, the, the two boys who get into most trouble in between. So I, I, I kind of thought about this and wrote this scenario with them being stuck at home and locked in. Uh, how could we get them into a lot of trouble doing that? Um, yeah. So I, I kind of thought, well, it might be an idea if Ma has been watching the telly like most other parents at that stage, apart from doing the, the usual emails to schools and back and forth about homework and marking homework. I thought she might get an idea to watch this. Um, uh, oh, gee, I've, forgotten his, uh, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Joe, the, the physical education fella on the telly, okay? Yeah. So I, yeah. thought, I think it's a great idea to get them all to do some physical exercise one mm -hmm. morning. So they turn the telly on. And, of course, she's got to get dressed up in a shell suit and, you know, and, and, and socks, leggings and all that sort of stuff. So that embarrasses them badly. Um, but without spoiling it, lots and lots of things go wrong during the actual 20 minutes that Joe is doing his physical fitness, okay? Um, seriously, yeah. go wrong. You know, almost ends <laughs> up in fight between the two lads and, and the, the elder sister and the elder brother end up having a fight because he pushes her over whilst she's doing some bending and press-ups and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. all the while to get a few laughs. So that lasts about seven minutes, I think. So we recorded that and uh, I really enjoyed it. My grandson kind of got the best out of me and he said, no, granddad, whatever you do, don't read it. You've got to act it. You know, you've got yeah. to go, oh, and get all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to do. Um, and those are, those are online. And I'm quite pleased with those in many ways. Um, and at the same time, the publisher said, uh, we would like, as a publisher, to do something for the NHS. If you remember, the NHS was going through terrible times at that <clears> stage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we were all standing outside on the Thursday night. We were all clapping our hands. Do you remember? Applause and all that. He said, well, let's produce a book um, at no cost, uh, to, uh, apart from printing costs, and let's sell it, and every penny goes to the NHS. Oh, so he course. said, uh, so he asked about eight or ten of us authors with the company to write a story. Now, the one I wrote was a sci-fi story, and I'd never, ever written anything mm. sci-fi before. Um, but I came up with this story about aliens trying to uh, attack Earth from outer space and zap yeah. everybody up into the spaceship and then they yeah. were going to send the spaceship off out into outer space and they themselves were going to come down and overtake the world mm. apart from the fact that lucy wilson um was down here living in wales and very cunning and able to stop them with her special powers so <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 i don't remember the final figure but we raised a lot of money for the NHS book, which is still online. And um, the publisher is Candy Jar Limited. They're in Cardiff. So if anybody would like to read any Lucy Wilson stories, 
um, Candy Jar Limited is the is the publishing company. Great stuff, because um, if you if you want to just share the links as well, um, if you want to email them, anything you want me to promote, I can put them in the show notes um, for people to check out your books and um, as well as that great thing that the publishing company did for the, for NHS in in the UK. So that's brilliant. Um, thanks for that, Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I yeah. can do that for you, no problem. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. And I suppose as well, Alan, can, you know, well done. Really, really, really brilliant stuff. Um, your stories look sound great. I'd, I'm looking forward to reading that that one myself about the the aliens. <laughs> that sounds. I love. So, I'm a big fan of sci-fi as well. So. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. So I suppose that's a great way to ask you as well. Um, what's your your favorite books to read? Like, and I suppose what what books inspired you the most, Alan? Um, if you could think of a few. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a question I get regularly, especially when I go into yeah. schools. Um, mm. Believe it or not, it was Enid Blyton. Enid Blyton. I grew up with yeah. the Famous Five and the Secret Seven, yeah. and I only found out about two months ago that the Secret Seven is still up there in the number one yeah. slot. It's incredible yeah. that Enid Blyton has lasted all these yeah. years. So Enid Blyton, yes, definitely. And then when I kind of got to top end of junior school, uh, I learned about um, Biggles, Captain John's and the Biggles books, which were for me, fabulous, fabulous books. Um, Mm. And then I suppose um, Roald Dahl has figured Mm. greatly, not only for me to read his stories, because I think um, as an adult, his stories stack up beautifully, uh, Mm. as well as for children. Um, And of course, I would read lots of those when I was in school, in primary school, and we'd have Friday afternoon, we'd have 15 minutes at the end of the day, and we'd have story yeah. time. And Roald Dahl was always in there at some point. Yeah, so that, oh yeah. This is on me. Uh, David Williams, of course, recently, because he mm. creates real excitement in his stories. Oh, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That's a great list. Um, Alan, great list. <laughs> brilliant stuff. And you as well as, as um, being a bit uh, loving playing music. Um, what's your favourite kind of uh, music to listen to and to relax to yourself? And one other question, if that's OK, that might tie in well with that question. Do you ever listen to music when you write? Because I've had a few people on the podcast would, would listen to music, but not with lyrics, but kind of... Um, you know, melodies or yes. classical music? Yeah, the um, <clears throat> I've got to be honest, I like all kinds of music, from yeah. folk music to yeah. Irish music, Scottish, um, traditional, uh, um, because they're playing in a German umpire band, we do German traditional music as well. But we also do rock and roll from everything from Oasis to the Wurzels. Brilliant. You know, a complete... <laughs> yeah. But when I'm writing, I either prefer total silence or mm. something really soft, classical music. Mm. Again, with, as you said, with no lyrics, because you have to think yeah. about lyrics. But if I have yeah. got some nice, soft, classical music going on, um, that's it's very soothing and creates mm. a nice ambience to write. Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does, because... I've only started to do, do that myself recently uh, to listen to like just any kind of music. You find yourself 
in into a zone. Like, if you know, did you, do you yeah. find that as well? And you kind of find yourself getting into a writer zone and before you know, you have a couple of pages written, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely the same. Uh, when, when I yeah. start uh, to write, I find once I start, <coughs> the it just flows out. Um, mm. Ideas flow. I'm not saying they're complete and finished at that stage, but yeah. getting them down, uh, I, I must admit, when, going back about five or six years, I bought an iPad and I found that I could speak to the iPad and it recorded and printed Great, it yeah. up what I said. So I spent a lot of time in the early days doing that, uh, speaking into the iPad, letting that do the printing for me because it was faster than me typing. Uh, on the keyboard here so uh yeah i i used to use that but nowadays i use the keyboard more because i can chop and change as i go mm. along yeah well that's a really that's really interesting alan because yeah i've never i never thought that before because a lot of people you know when they have ideas they might just say it into their phone or something like that but that's that's a really that's really good for anybody that's listening that's um just got interest in writing so thanks very much for that, that that's brilliant yeah, yeah, that works as well. And I use the phone as well for ideas. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't use the back of cigarette packets because I don't smoke, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mats sometimes come in very handy. Yeah, I, yeah. I could be in a restaurant and something happens and you think that's a good idea. And I'll make a quick mm. note of it. Uh, maybe great that'll stuff. come out later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's great. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, as well as that, can I just ask you, do you have a kind of a, a strategy with your writing as well? Like, would you kind of um, go with the flow with it or would you write a certain amount of words a day? Or what way do you work that, Alan? Yeah, that's a good question. I've never w been able to work a certain number of words a day. I'd feel that that would be a job. For me, mm -hmm. that would be a yeah. job. So yeah. I write when my brain says, ah, quick, get this down start mm. writing so then I, I'm, I'm at the computer which is what the one i'm looking at now um and i just start and usually within 10 15 minutes i'm in the zone as you mentioned in the zone yeah. uh, and the ideas are coming out fast and furious so mm. i just let them come out and then I, once it's all down i'll save it obviously leave it for 48 hours then go back and reread it so mm. I, i'm reading it fresh um, and that way, I, it, it jumps out at me if it's right or wrong immediately. Yeah, Whereas if yeah. I were to reread it back as soon as I've written it, it, it doesn't have that same effect. I need to leave it and go back to it and then edit and uh, improve and change and so mm. on and so forth. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a great strategy, Alan. That, that's really, really good um, because that way you're, you're not like, Making a rash decision, you're you're leaving it to boil for a while, and then, then yeah. check it out later. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah brilliant. Uh, leave it to boil for yeah. a while. That's great. That is, yeah, I like that. <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, but uh, now this has yeah. been this has been brilliant talking to you, Alan. And I, I actually love the way um, you mentioned earlier where you started off with your first book, and then you, you you change it with the third book. I just thought that's that's a really good as a first time author myself. Like I've I've written a, a small kind of small uh, children's book that I kind of um I've only just published it. It's out there and I'm really happy with it. But um what I've done is I kind of um it was all stories I made up for the children through the years, gone to yes. bed at night yes. and I got them together 
in a, in a short book, a small book. But it's kind of food for thought for me and anybody that's listening uh, to kind of think of, you know, it's not the finished product. You can always go back and make yes. it, yeah, make it yeah. different. Like that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Did, did you find that the best ideas were the ones where you'd actually experienced what you're writing about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, can give, I can give you a classic one. This, is, this appeared in the book. Um, are, we, are we okay for time? Yeah, yeah, fine. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, uh, uh, my two grandsons um, were getting ready for school one day. Okay, they yeah. got out of bed, their bunk beds, they'd taken off their pyjamas and they were wrestling like two, you know, a four-year-old and an eight-year-old usually do. So my yeah. daughter, <laughs> their mom, went in and went, ah, what's going on here? Get your yeah. pants on, hurry up, you'll be late to school. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, she went back about five minutes later thinking, that's a bit quiet now, what's going on in there? Mm. So she went back in <laughs> and the two lads were standing by their bunks saluting like this they were completely starkers but their underpants were on their heads <laughs> and, they, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they said well you said we've got to put our underpants on but you didn't tell us where to put them so when they told me about that that's got to go into the book so it's in it's in the yeah the next book oh so, fair play little things like that you know uh, mm. those life experiences Oh, yeah. yeah yeah like it's what the same as metaphors alan you know um yes. like we we always use metaphors like you know I, I do have people on that kind of coach people and all that kind of stuff on, on a tourist day but like you know we're studying this stuff as well we all use metaphors but like like you say the life experience are always the best metaphors to use to help people yes. aren't they? They, yeah. they are for me certainly yeah, yeah. i've got to be honest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Great stuff, uh, yeah. No, it's I great. Uh, listen, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say, I think if you can see the funny side of something, it's a yeah. bit easier to write about it and make yeah. it sound funny. Because I don't know whether you realize that or you found out, but writing something that's funny to make it sound funny is not particularly easy. Yeah, <laughs> make it actually sound funny. You've got to give a much more visual description. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely great. I really appreciate you coming on, Alan. And um, as I say, I wish you all the success going forward with your books as well. They sound brilliant. You have another customer here as well. So <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah. Well, thank um, you so, very much. Yeah, no, yeah, thanks, Alan. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably have to get you, we'll have to get you back on to do a Music Sunday with, with us sometime as well to kind of maybe give us a tune or, you know, talk about your music as well, because that sounds really interesting. That's, yeah, that would be fun. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, great. Alan. Yeah, okay. So that was Alan Scott, everybody. Uh, thanks a million, Alan, for joining me tonight on Arthur's Tuesday. Um, so the best of luck again with all your going forward with your books and your stories. They sound great. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening again to Mark's Motivational Podcast, Arthur's Tuesday episode. Join us again for Thursday, where we get another guest on. Take care. Thanks, Alan. Take care. My pleasure. Bye now. Cheers. Take care, Bobby. So once again, thanks a million for tuning to today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, Orders Tuesday, with Alan Scott, which was a great interview. And just to remind you all, you can also check this out on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Mark Strange, and you'll be able to see his books that he's, he's written as well, so um, definitely check that out. 
So I'm gonna share um, the notes, or sorry, share the links um, to Alan's, um, yeah, uh, to Alan's uh, social media on the, the show notes, so check it out as well. So, till Thursday, take care. Put me in the mall, good. Slung and fall. Bye.